Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. In the battle against anti-Semitism and hate, ADL's education programs are a key tool. They touch millions of students annually across the country, as well as many others, And here we are talking about anti-bias and anti-bullying programs, about Holocaust education initiatives, and about a third set of programs specifically designed to fight anti-Semitism. I've done several shows that generally describe these programs, but what are they exactly? How do they work? And why are they so effective? I've invited Nancy Kaplan to today's show to answer these questions. For many years, she has been a facilitator for these programs, going into school after school, and working student by student to quite simply create a world where people respect one another. Welcome, Nancy, too, from the front lines. Oh, thank you so much, Scott. I'm happy to be here. So, Nancy, for how long have you been facilitating ADL programs? So I joined the ADL's facilitation cadre in the mid-1990s, I believe 1996, to be exact. And I facilitate almost all of ADL's programs. So those for law enforcement, including the anti-bias policing program, the hate crimes and violent extremism programs, and the law enforcement and society program. And I also facilitate the Classroom of Difference program for K-12 children and educators, including peer training, the Campus of Difference program for college students, faculty, and staff, And perhaps most critically right now, the Confronting Anti-Semitism and Words to Actions program. Wow, you really cover it all and and over 26 years, if my math is correct. Uh, So that's a a long time. Um, You know, let's let's describe what this is. Uh, You you mentioned, I mentioned anti-bias, you mentioned anti-bias. What what is anti-bias training? So the approach that we take through training is simply recognizing that as human beings, we all have certain biases that we carry with us, whether we are aware of them or we're not. And through conversation, education, exposure to different people, we find it to be very, very effective in just being able to treat people more fairly. And that's been my experience over the last, you know, quarter of a century or so. It's wonderful conversation with with people who truly are invested in just being better in all that they do. And and maybe tell us a little bit how that plays out in schools or or with law enforcement. What are some examples of the activities you do to, to kind of draw this out of people? I think... One of the most important activities we do is around personal identity. We're all different and unique and special in our own way. And through exploring what our identities are, we find that although we're unique, we have much in common with people who look like us and people who don't. And I think once you get past the initial stereotypes, of people, you find that there is deep connection. And it's through that connection that we can foster a sense of belonging. 
And that's really the goal, whether it's in schools, whether it's in police organizations, whether it's in communities. And so activities around identity or language are, are always among my favorite. Give us an example, maybe a particularly powerful moment during anti-bias training when you said to yourself, this, this is really working. So I think about, you know, a lot of the police training that I have done. And, you know, sometimes when police show up to a program entitled anti-bias policing, they don't necessarily know what to expect. And it was very, very early on in my career with, with the ADL when I was working with the New Jersey State Police. After an eight-hour program, one of the state troopers came over and simply said, I didn't know what to expect when I came, but I'm so happy that I did. You've given me ways to think about things perhaps a little bit differently, and I feel appreciated for the role that I play. And I never forgot that moment because it gave me insight into having difficult conversations in ways that people feel invested in them. And I've never forgotten that moment. Very, very powerful. And I know that you not only engage in this uh, broad anti-bias work, but you also do the Words to Action program, which specifically helps teens prepare to counter anti-Semitism. How does Words to Action do that? So last night and tonight, I'm working with a synagogue and working specifically with 7th and 8th grade students as well as ninth and 10th grade students. And what we talk about through activities is how to identify and recognize anti-Semitism. We talk about what it looks like, we talk about what it sounds like, and we talk about specific scenarios that students might encounter, and we give them the resources to know how to address anti-Semitism when they see it. And as I point out, it's very, very important that we all fight anti-Semitism and any form of hate when we see it. But for young Jewish children, it's very important that they're able to advocate for themselves. I know you're extremely passionate about the Words to Action program, and, and why, why are you so passionate about it? Well, unfortunately, as we know, anti-Semitism has a long and ugly history, and it is more and more prevalent, whether it's in K-12 settings, whether it's on college campuses, whether it's in our synagogues or society, and growing up Jewish and having strong faith and Jewish identity, this is something that I will always be passionate about. I, I feel that we have to work towards creating a world where anti-Semitism does not exist. And I feel I have a responsibility to be part of that, and thanks to the ADL, I have a platform to do so. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you before. Uh, can you describe a particularly impactful moment in your years of facilitating words to action that, uh, that sticks with you? For sure, and it, it doesn't take me very long to think about it. And it's actually a moment that continues to break my heart. I was facilitating a words to action program in a Jewish day school. 
And there was a young boy in the program that seemed a bit disinterested. And when I asked him why he seemed not interested in the subject, he told me that it was irrelevant because when he went off to college, he was just planning not to wear his kippah and so that nobody would know that he was Jewish. And I will never, ever forget that moment because that is simply not an action that Jewish students should have to take to feel safe or to feel respected and valued. And since that moment, I don't think I've ever turned down an opportunity through ADL to provide education in this area. Very powerful story, Nancy. Uh, Thank you for sharing the details of your incredible work and for the difference you're making in the lives of so many. It's, uh, It's been great to have you on the show. Thank you very much, and thank you for all you're doing as well. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is Fighting Hate for Good.